On the Sports Daily, it's time to introduce the 1985 Brownlow medalist from the Footscray Football Club of Brad Hardy. This segment is proudly presented by Retrovision, Lowen's 123 and Ross's Auctioneers and Valuers. Introducing the boy from Hilton, the AFL guru, Brad Hardy. Hello. A very good morning. Hello to you, Brad. Oh, good morning, diggers. Good morning, Timmy. Oh, diggers, diggers, diggers. Timmy, I didn't think the rumours were true. Uh, the rumour was that Digby's given away two things in his life, a boomerang and a homing pigeon. No. <laughs> I wish that was the case, Brad. I'd be far better off financially. But, uh, no, we're, I was just saying, we went up, oh, we, a few, myself and a few mates, went up to York yesterday to watch Querriting and Cunderdon do battle in a second semi-final. And Kane Mitchell and Tom Lee were running around for... Querriting. Tommy Lee was in yep. good nick. Kane Mitchell, unfortunately, was concussed and had to leave the ground midway through the third quarter. And, yeah, and unfortunately, they were up by four or five goals at that stage, and then they ran out of legs, were overrun. The last kick of the day sealed the win for Cunderdon, who had a very, very informed Matt Rogers running around for them, obviously the, the former Perth player. Yes. Yeah, so it was great. Good, on good country well, footy. Good on you. Good on you for some supporting country footy, mate, because it needs it. And as I say, there was a lot of talk over this side, as there was on your side of the country last week and weekend about you know what the AFL were doing for grassroots footy and, and it's not always about money is it you know no. it, it's about patronage it's resources it's support it's, it's volunteers it's a lot of things and people always get gravitate back to the money but it, it's more than that it's you, more than that and you know one thing Brad I was talking about with Taylor Cortland he's a, a regional boy like myself and I must admit there yesterday I didn't see a Collingwood jumper a West Coast jumper a, an Eagles um, Dockers. All I saw was like a Cundin and Magpies hoodies and tea, you know polos. I, I saw the Railways Northern, you know the Querriting Bulls logo. It was just everyone proud well, to wear their their team's colours. I thought, how good's this? That's brilliant. That is brilliant. And you know who could chip in to cover your well your indiscretion. <laughs> Rick Mayo. Rick, yes. Rick Mayo, he, he had a couple of winners, one at Pakenham, one at uh, Belmont on Saturday. Uh, you know, still celebrating, running nude up and down the straight <laughs> after the races. Uh, you that know, was you. Uh, getting the tip in. Just yeah, that's it. Just that was it. <laughs> <laughs> you recognise it. it was cold. That was cold. Uh, now we we've spoken this morning about obviously the AFLW was underway on the on the weekend and it filled the void. But I think we're all we're all hanging yeah. out, aren't we? We're all hanging out for Thursday 100%. evening. Yeah, I mean, there was there was outrage for outrage's sake, you know, a lot. Because, you know, it was, it was good. The girls got their chance, got their bit of their free-to-air time to be able to you know, launch their season. But oh, I think everybody's been just treading water waiting for this. Uh, I mean, it's real. I'm sure it's hyping up over there as much as anywhere with Fremantle, you know, making a you know, reacquaintance with the finals, which is absolutely terrific. They're talking about... It'll be here. It's Thursday, diggers, you know. It's Thursday yeah. because... You know, we, we probably miss it a little bit in Perth, but Thursday night it will be Brisbane hosting Richmond and it'll be upon us and I can't really wait, mate. It's going to be absolutely outstanding. And um, two games, well, well, Brisbane the game sold out. Uh, the Melbourne-Sydney game still got a few tickets because obviously Sydney, uh, they've got a sellout on Saturday twilight and you've got a Saturday night sellout over there. So the AFL would be absolutely delighted with the numbers. It'll be a, a huge weekend. There's no doubt about that. There, there's news this morning that so Thursday night, Marcus Adams, he's done for the year. Concussion symptoms are still yeah. lingering, so mm. he won't be playing, and that opens the door, you'd think, for the Tigers. So it looks like Dusty's going to be right for Brad. 
Yeah, it was always going to be right, I think. And uh, look, I've, look, I think Diggers, you're in the same same corner. I think Richmond get him anyway, Tim. You know what I mean? I, I suspect and I respect that uh, Brisbane will have a bit of bite back because it is at the Gabba. Um, they will be pumped up. They've had ten days to get over. They had to get over that Melbourne loss. That's what they had to do first, and then, and then they've got to regather. Uh, they've got no Rainer, Ainsworth. Um, you know, so they've got a bit of worry. There's there's, there's no two ways about that. So, uh, but I, I'm I'm suspecting this is probably one of the easier ones to tip because, you know, let's face it, Richmond won a grand final there just a couple of years ago or less than two years ago, and so the grounds know who do for them, and they are just going along really, really nicely at the moment, so it, it might be the one to lock in on first straight away. If you had to pick one winner of the weekend, I think this is it. Okay, $1.74 Richmond with Tab Touch, Brisbane two ten. Tim? Oh, I'm with Richmond, but there is still, Brad, that little nagging factor in the back of the mind. It was only a couple of weeks ago, Brisbane was six goals up on Richmond at the MCG, so they can light mm-hmm. them up. We know they ultimately yep. gave up that lead, but boy, if Richmond goes six goals down against the Lions, who can get hot, uh, yeah. it's trouble. I, all I think, it, what I, what's what's the line, uh, Diggers? I, I reckon it'll come it, four and a half. Brad. The weather's good. Uh, yeah, and what about the total score? I mean, that, that's the one. I mean, one seventy-seven and a half. It, yeah, I reckon this will be this will be T twenty footy. I reckon the ball will be pinging around, and and that's the only way. That's the only way. See, Brisbane have to score. You know, they have to score a hundred points to win, and and that, that's what they'll go for. But I don't know if they can score a hundred points against Richmond, and I think they'll certainly be high up there. And that, that's why I'm thinking it could be a high scoring game. Uh, so. Your side, Brad, the Western Bulldogs, yep. they come to town. Right. The Bont will be good yes. to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, look, he's struggled all year, as we know. And, you know, he's had uh, hip flexors. I think they call him a ductibus, more hip flexor. Uh, that sort of thing. He's had he struggled with that for majority of the year. I think you've seen that. He's had been a bit of an old man. You know, he's been right, as we say, diggers, every 10 days he's about right to play. You know what I mean? So this, this break has come at the ideal time for a player like him. I'm sure Fremantle, likewise, you know, they're trying to get a little bit of extra, you know, work into five. You know, you've got Lob, you've got... I don't think Tavernal played. Logue should probably go. They'll only play two of those three, but at least they've given some time to get over some of their little niggles. And uh, and they'll, both of these teams will come in fresh, and I'm suspecting that the tactics will be decidedly different to what was displayed at Marvel a few weeks ago where Fremantle won by 17 points. Now, if the forecast is correct, Brad, we are going to have a wet Saturday, and that will continue into Saturday evening. So that would work in the favour of the Bulldogs, you would think? Yeah, I think so, because, you know, where they get in trouble is in the air. You know, and and really, you know, Fremantle have, and other teams too have had dominated them in that in that regard. So I think if the ball's going to be on the ground, absolutely, the low centre of gravity players for both teams, Brayshaw, Sarong will have a field day, and I think that you know blokes like Liberatore, McRae, um, that type of player will certainly come into their own, no doubt. And Caleb Daniel, those little those little uh, little short blokes, diggers like yeah. you and me, they'll be having a big say in the game on the weekend then. Is this where Luke Beveridge loves it? He loves being seventh or eighth and the the ones that aren't really spoken about because all of a sudden if they can plot a path through this week, they go back to Melbourne and there's every likelihood they don't leave Melbourne from there. Could they could they make a prelim this year? Oh, look, I'd, I'd be I'd long odds to do that. But I, yeah. I think, you know, you, you don't know, though, do you? I mean, you know, who gave them any chance when they came over your way, Tim, in 2016? Yeah, look what no. happened. But, you know, if you get on a roll, and, and life's about timing, isn't it? You know, if you get it right. Uh, look, I think Richmond um, you know, stand a better chance to get to a prelim than the Bulldogs. But, you know, I'm not saying that neither of them can't win their first game. of You've got to win the first one to get to the second one. And then the second one to win to get to the third one. So that that's – I'm just taking it one week at a time at this stage. I don't think they're looking any further than, than no. this week. It, 
it could be uh, Sunday morning they could wake up and they've got another game to go. Sunday morning they could wake up and they're out. Uh, so the other two games very quickly, Melbourne, Sydney, and then Geelong, Collingwood, the two MCG qualifying finals. Collingwood were in the VFL yesterday. They're now out. They lost to Carlton. Anything on the injury front for either of those, any of those four sides, Brad, this week? No, I think, no, I think they're looking all right. I mean, the most concern is probably looking at Geelong. You know, they've got Cameron, they've got Guthrie, there's a couple down there who are a little bit on the sore side. I think they'll be fine and, and, I, and I think that uh, certainly Collingwood have only got Taylor Adams really. He, he's the only one but he's, he, he's uh, He's touch and go, but I, look, they don't need to panic, Collingwood. Even if they don't happen to win this game, I know they want to, but they don't happen to. Well, you know, maybe that one more week for Taylor Adams might be the go uh, a week later, but that probably takes him out to nearly a month, digger, so it's still going to be a risk. Um, but, uh, you know, but he, he's a bit of a quality player for them, so I, I don't think they'll take any risk thinking they can, if they can go deep into um, into the semi. One thing about the Melbourne game, boys, I just heard a little whisper on the weekend, and Diggers, you and I are still fairly confident that um, he'll be still uh, lining up with Fremantle next year, but there's a little bit of chatter around that Luke Jackson has been looking at a, a business in Hampton, which is right next to Brighton, and, uh, yeah, very, very keen and has enrolled in a barista course over here to to get that up. Um, I know he's got a place over there in Shelley, but he uh, it's a long way to go. You can always go to your house in Shelley, but it's pretty hard to go from 3,000 kilometres away to your business. So, yeah, just maybe a little two-year deal, sort of really tempting um, Luke Jackson. It's got to be done, and I hope it gets done, but, yeah, just a little bit of a backflip across the weekend. I was told that, um, yeah, things aren't quite as honky dory as we thought they might be. There's been backflips, but that would be a staggering one if that happened. Well, you get to the stage where, and Diggers will know this because I know he was he was actually covering it. Remember, Peter Matera was going to leave West Coast, West Coast and yeah. go, go to Melbourne, and they gave him they gave him number four, Timmy jumper, which was Norm Smith's jumper. And he was gone. He was out. He was he was on the plane, and he came back. <laughs> you know, so sometimes sometimes as we say, we always have that little rider. Yes, you can. It, it sounds good in theory we think they're over the line but until they actually land them uh sometimes you, you always leave that door open even rankin i mean rankin's are the most recent one i mean have a look at him all everybody all and sundry thought he was staying at uh, gold coast until <laughs> a couple of weeks ago yeah and then, and then it changed absolutely absolutely we'll get back to isaac rankin in a second brad and certainly the comments from tony cochran which i think are out of order um sure melbourne sydney What's your gut telling you? I know we'll look at this a, a lot closer come yep. come Thursday, but this Friday night clash at the MCG, we know that Sydney got them there when they met earlier this year. Yep. Yeah, they did, and, and that will buoy them. And I mean, they'll come from a fair way back too that night, didn't they? And Melbourne weren't playing their best. I think Melbourne are a little bit better. I hope they don't bring Tom McDonald back in. I don't think it's... Look, it'd be ideal on paper, but I don't... You know, he's been out a long, long time, Diggers, and... I think their forward line is finally functioning. That's the problem they've had. Their backs have been really solid. We know their mids are very good, uh, but it's their forward line. Fritz is the only player that's kicked a goal in every game this season. Uh, Cozzy's in a little bit of form. Ben Brown's been taking some marks and kicking some goals. And Melksham, the boy from Essendon, now he, he's sort of been an... Un, he, as I said to Marty and Shorty yesterday, he's the Shane Allen of, yeah. of, of Melbourne. You know what I mean? He, he, he may not be that marquee name, but he might just do that you know, two or three, four goal game to get them over the line. So, yeah, I think they were looking in pretty good shape. I'm not not, not, not discounting Sydney for one second. Um, 
But I think it's going to be a fascinating game to see what goes on because you know how Longwell is such a, a great tactician and what does he do? Does he st- does he sit on Langdon? You know what I mean? Does he get someone to go to Oliver or Petrarca? Every chance he will, you know, every chance. So if they can deny Melbourne the footy, yeah, absolutely, Sydney have got a chance. But they've got to do it do it, do it well themselves positively when the ball's turned over. All right. Now, Brad, just away from... What's on field? Essendon over the weekend. Now they came out and clarified the comments about looking for yep. an experienced coach, not just a senior coach, but someone with good yeah. experience in the AFL as a whole. And I think that's the right way to play it. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that was okay. That was just the Bullet Gate president sort of, um, you know, he's ruling with an iron fist at the moment, running the beat of his own drum a little bit. Uh, I reckon Justin Lepich. Um, it's not, you know, it's not, I'm not on that committee, but I reckon one they're really, really looking at because, you know, he's had a go, uh, didn't go well. He's gone back into the system like Boss and and McRae and come back out the other side better. Mm. You know, he, he's certainly one they will be looking at. It was very interesting because a little anecdotal story I picked up over the weekend, Timmy, about Essendon. You know, when all that shenanigans and all of that brouhaha was going on last week and you know what they're going to do and all that sort of stuff uh, Josh Marnie allegedly went to the assistant coaches and said oh can you boys do the exit meetings please and they've gone well hang on <laughs> have we got a job you know what I mean yeah. you know is, is it our responsibility to be doing exit meetings to players are they going to listen to us you know are they going to you know uh, why, why, what is going on and oh look and anyway he said, uh, could, could you get David? David Barham was on level one diggers, and they were on level ground. And they said, can you get David to come down? And they, he said, oh, no, no, he won't come down. And eventually they went up, and um, and they asked David Barham, why didn't you come down? He said, why didn't you come up and see me? I mean, oh, God almighty, what, mm. tell, tell me about the communication levels going on in that club at the moment. Fair income. So, uh, yeah, that, they're in a power of trouble, absolute power of trouble. Who do they get, Brad? Who do they land on? Well, as I say, I, I, look, I think I'd be of the semi-tried slash untried. I reckon, it's, I reckon Lepich is right at the front of the queue. Uh, and then they'll work their way back. Uh, I think, you know, Leon Cameron, Mark Williams, is, yeah, as you and I agreed on diggers, we think that's probably the right way to go, but we're probably not going to get our wish because they won't listen to us. So, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of push for Heard still. You know, um, Heard spoke at a coterie meeting late last week, a coterie dinner, uh, and didn't, didn't rule it out. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, they're gonna, but they won't have their back. They won't have their um, external review back for at least about four or five weeks yet. So yeah, they've got a bit of time to get it settled on it. But anyway, we'll just watch with bated breath. Now, what Tony Cochran has had to say, I think, uh, against Isaac Rankin's decision to go home, I think it's been unfair and it's a bit hypocritical, yep. Brad. And I'll say this: Lockie Weller was picked thirteen. Yep. He spent three seasons at Frio, played forty-seven games before being lured home to Gold yep. Coast on big money. Isaac Rankin sure. was pick three from South Australia. In three seasons, he played 46 games. All yep. he's done is exercised his right to go home. So yep. where's well, no, the difference? No, I agree with that. I mean, they cherry-pick, mate. You know that. They've got, they got, they got selective memories, yeah. and that's what they do. And even the other one, even the other one, Timmy, what about a bloke called Marbior Chol? I mean, yeah. he was seduced by the bright lights and the money up there. Um, and, and, you know, Rich, you didn't see Richmond going, oh, you, you know, mm. pitched our bloke or boo, boo-hoo, you know, sookie la-la me. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, he's got to go. I mean, he, you know, eventually, I mean, you can't, he's dangerous. When you put him in front of a, a, a microphone or a camera, 
God Almighty, hold your breath. Yeah. Because you're not sure what's going to come out. Because the, 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 the mouth starts shooting and the brain's not in gear. I thought when I heard it, Diggers, I know you were a little bit hotter on it than I, but it was not un-Tony Cochran-like. No, it wasn't. But good clubs and mature clubs don't carry on like that. Sydney didn't carry on like that when Jordan, Don, Jordan Dawson went home to Adelaide. They just no, said, OK, we yeah, understand. That, that's the business. It's a different predicament, though. Yeah, I, where's where's Mark Evans, the CEO? I mean, isn't he? Aren't they? Aren't, is, aren't they supposed to be more the, at times, the the face of football clubs? And you know, because but the TV and the and the media were so smart because they say, well, who's going to give us the biggest bite? Or were well, we going to go to Mark Evans? No, he's he's a little bit conservative, yeah. a little bit too smart for us. Just, uh, let's go, for, let's go for the machine gun. Let's go for Cochrane. Let's get him in front of the camera. Just show some show some maturity. Say, look, we're disappointed. We'd invested a fair bit of time in Isaac, yeah. but he goes now. We wish him well. Yeah. He's always going to be remembered as a son's player. It's just maturity and proper football yeah. etiquette. I, I thought it was really poor from Tony Cochran and hypocritical. All right, Brad, we'll do this all again tomorrow morning. We'll have a good look at some of the big burning issues in the game once again, and we're looking forward to that. And, of course, it's always thanks to Mort's and the Nude Nut, and it must be said, Mort's just had another Group 1 winner at Gloucester Park on Friday. Oh, night. I know. Oh, no. The Nude Nut will ease us to win a full stop. So, uh, anyway, that's that's good. So, loans123.com.au. You can do things the banks can't. And, of course, Mort's got that new store up, the Superstore up there at Joondal Up Boys. So, uh, you'll be good. But you can't can't go in there and park with diggers and, and get things for free, all right? So you're, you're going to park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Mayo's going to send you boys. A, he's going to send you both a uh, you know nice little uh, gourmet basket for forgetting to leave you. You didn't get the text, did you, Tim? No, I did didn't get the text. No, no. Did you, diggers? No. Oh, no. I, I, I don't want to say anything, Brad. I get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you're waiting for the gourmet basket. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, Brad. boys. We'll talk winners and losers tomorrow, and uh, we'll certainly have plenty more information. The silly. Season has begun, but the yeah. great thing is that the finals are here. Beautiful, Brad.